Now you can find, listen and subscribe to Chilling with Jens and the local Danfoss Climate Solution podcast in your RevTools app. Download it from danfoss.com. Service and support. Downloads. Hi, I'm Jens Andersen and I work for Danfoss Cooling. This podcast is about the use of CO2 or carbon dioxide as a refrigerant in larger commercial systems like supermarkets or hypermarkets. The podcast is heavily inspired by my colleague Mark Sivers' webcast, so please consider signing up for his webcast in case you would like more information on the subject. You'll get further information at the end of this podcast. So why CO2? CO2 or carbon dioxide is a natural occurring substance, a natural part of the earthly atmosphere. Although the concentration has been rising in the last 50 years, the CO2 is still one of the most environmentally friendly refrigerants and is one of the few sustainable refrigerants for food retail applications. CO2 belongs to the so-called natural refrigerants together with, for example, ammonia, hydrocarbons such as propane, butane and water. While ammonia is a great all-around refrigerant for industrial refrigeration applications, its use is sometimes limited to in areas where toxicity or flammability is a concern. In these and in a number of other applications, CO2 CO2's unique properties make it an attractive alternative. CO2 is both non-toxic and non-flammable. In places where it's allowed to use only a limited amount of ammonia, CO2 systems could be a great solution. CO2 is replacing synthetic HFC refrigerants usually with a high global warming potential, the GWP. The cost of the CO2 refrigerant is low and traditionally non-taxable like other refrigerants. CO2 has proven itself as a highly reliable and cost-effective refrigerant in all climates. With the right technology, CO2 also works quite energy efficient in hotter climates, which until lately has not been the case. Historically, CO2 has been used since the late 1800s, so it's nothing new to use carbon dioxide as a refrigerant. On the contrary, it was probably one of the earliest refrigerants along with ammonia. But the use of carbon dioxide is not without challenges. One thing is the higher pressure in transcritical CO2, but also the high vapor density compared to other refrigerants poses a couple of issues, both positive and negative. The density is a benefit for the compressor where the size of the compressor can be reduced by up to a factor of four. The compression level, however, requires a higher torque, which again means larger motor capacity compared to conventional refrigerants. The high vapor density also reduces the pipe size to approximately a half or one third of the diameter used for conventional refrigerants. Also, the smaller dimension components reduce the cost of piping installation compared to conventional refrigerants. With CO2, the maximum working pressure is high, but the dimension of most of the components are significantly reduced compared with the capacity requirements.
Therefore, the energy released by a safety decompression is not significantly different from other refrigerants. In a CO2 system, safety valves are required. You'll need to consider the forces required for opening a safety valve with a significantly higher density of CO2, so a firm fixation of the valve and exhaust is needed, of course. Avoid, if possible, to blow from liquid lines. You should lead the exhaust pipe to ambient and don't worry about dry ice formation. Dry ice only occurs if liquid is vented out or if pressure is significantly higher than 40 bars. Dry ice does not expand, it contracts, so there's no risk of fractured pipes from dry ice. Material interaction. CO2 does not react with common metals or neoprene components. However, it does not comply with some rubber types and ethylene or propylene materials. The density of, of liquid CO2 is about one and a half times that of ammonia, resulting in higher mass charge in evaporators, such as large plate heat chillers in large systems. Higher density means higher oil circulation as well, which in turn requires effective oil separators for larger systems. Cost efficiency. CO2 is a byproduct in a number of industries, so the price of CO2 is low. The systems has undergone some technical developments over the last few years, from booster systems to parallel systems, and most recently parallel systems with ejector technology has been surfacing, making CO2 viable also in warmer climates. Transcritical parallel systems are the main focus for Danfoss with the newly developed multi-ejector technology, which is about to be extended also to liquid e ejection in order to optimize the energy efficiency even further. I'll come back to the ejector technology later. Looking at the cost efficiency, the immediate ex establishing cost may be if not the same level as with traditional HFC systems, slightly higher because of the slightly higher complexity. But the smaller dimension of piping and components will decrease costs. So in the end, with everything taken into account, the initial cost of a transcritical parallel ejector system may come out as the same or slightly higher than a traditional HFC system. The payback time will however be very short because of the running cost that under all circumstances will be lower. Applications. Today Danfoss is concentrating on three main types of transcritical systems for larger commercial systems. The booster system, parallel compression and parallel system with ejectors. The booster system first. The system covers from a small to very large system CDU, discounters and hypermarkets. The system is preferred solution in the northern European climate. The positive side. It's got a long track record with large install base mainly in colder climates. It's relatively simple compared to most of the other systems in the market. In the northern hemisphere the energy consumption is lower compared to R404 systems. Negative. Energy consumption in warmer regions is a main concern. Swept volume increases dramatically in warmer ambience. Parallel compression. The system sizes fits from 100 to 150 kilowatt and up. System can be combined with air conditioning with good results. 
Geographically, the system has the largest install base in southern Europe and warm-up ambience. The positive side. The system has been on the market for some years and installations are counted in the thousand. The system shows very good energy data in warmer ambience where the energy consumption on annual basis is on the same level or better than R404A. It allows for smaller compressors with little difference in requirement between climate zones. Integration with air conditioning is possible. And on the negative side, the system is more complex than a booster system. Small systems are difficult because the compressors are divided into two suction groups, medium temperatures and low temperatures. And it's only feasible for systems above 100 to 150 kilowatt. Parallel compression with ejectors. The system sizes from about 100 to 150 kilowatts and up. System can be combined with air conditioning with very good results. It can be installed, installed in any climate and provides lower energy consumption than R404A. The positive side, lower energy consumption in all climates. Installed compressor capacity is less, and especially in warm climates. The difference between capacities in warm and cold climates is less. Combinations with air conditioning makes very good sense. On the negative side, the system is more complex than the booster and parallel compression systems. Small systems are difficult because of the compressors divided, being divided up into two suction groups. The Dunfoss multi-ejector solution. The ejector is a passive vacuum pump without any moving parts, which basically means that you get a free suction pressure that costs you nothing in terms of energy. The challenge is that the ejector must physically fit the need for suction pressure, or in other words, the traditional single ejector is built to a specific flow and yields a specific suction pressure, and is not flexible to variation in suction pressure. Danfoss has solved that problem by opening or closing parallel ejectors, which means that at high demands, up to eight parallel ejectors are open at the same time, and by low demands, only the best fit number of ejectors are opened. Save energy and protect the environment. CO2 is fast becoming the preferred refrigerant in supermarkets and food re retails application and Danfoss is leading the way towards the adoption of CO2. With the implementation of refrigerant regulations like the Kigali Amendment to the Montreal Protocol, the F-Gas Regulative in Europe, the search for alternative solution is accelerating even further. And CO2 is now recognized as the most viable and efficient solution among natural refrigerants in food retail applications. Danfoss has pioneered CO2 technologies for both transcritical and subcritical systems for more than 10 years and has gained valuable experience from thousands of installations all over the world. The many installations has proved that CO2 can be applied in supermarkets, enabling both environmentally and in energy-saving systems in all types of stores. Meanwhile, alongside the traditional large applications, CO2 is increasingly being used in a broader range of settings than ever including very small systems. Now, industrial use of CO2 as a refrigerant. 
the industrial refrigeration was the first area where CO2 made a successful comeback. CO2 in, in industrial refrigeration is used is, either as a low-stage refrigerant in cascade installation or as a second secondary coolant. Danfoss offers a complete range of valves for those applications, including control valves, line components, complete valve stations, filter dryers, sensors, that's temperature, pressure, level, gas, and gas detectors. Danfoss has carried out all the required tests to ensure that the components <coughs> released for use with CO2 are compatible in all respects. Danfoss Industrial Refrigeration Specialists can help you with the selection of right components for CO2 applications. We have developed a number of tools that facilitate design of CO2 systems, including the Cool Selector 2 software, application guides and comprehensive sets of technical leaflets and instructions. If you feel inspired, please go to refrigerants.danfoss.com and sign up for some of the webinars in the Danfoss Refrigerant Week that appeals to you and your interests. There you will find seminars led by Mark Seva, who has inspired this podcast, and also Joris Kotsi, who will be talking about CO2 in industrial systems, like coal stores and other large systems. This podcast was brought to you by Danfoss Cooling. Thank you for listening to this Cool Talk podcast. Until next time, stay cool.